You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Movie Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. And while we uh, sort of while away summer waiting for uh, for training camp, I'm joined today by former Giant Brandon London to uh, to talk about the upcoming season. Brandon, how you doing? All is well on my lunch break. I haven't uh, been been waiting to chat with you for a long time now. Yeah, we see yeah, each other all the time now. So we, I feel I've I've arrived now that I'm on the podcast. No, you you've arrived now that you now that you have a full time gig with the New York Post is what you've arrived doing uh, digital content for the Post. Uh, I I missed when that happened. So just w- when did that happen? How's that going for you? Uh, it's first and foremost, it's going great. We started, uh, January 18th. Uh, we kind of slow started with unrolling, like what we're going to do basically just in studio stuff. But now we've had so many production meetings to where we're ready to take more, more, a step forward in doing, you know, player interviews outside of the studio, uh, fan caves with not only just Giants fans, but Yankees fans, uh, Mets fans. And also we've got, pretty interesting and busy July, August coming up just in terms of shooting stuff outside of the studio here at SNY studio. So I'm, I'm beyond excited about it. And, uh, you know, thank you to Paul Schwartz who, uh, when this gig opened up in July, I reached out to him and sent him my reel and he brought it up to the higher ups and all. I was kind of like, Hey, you guys should take a look at this kid. You know, he's a rising star in this business. So, you know, everything kind of nice. happens full circle here, here in New York. Nice. Nice. Um, so, Hey, let me ask you this. Um, you know, you've been a guy who uh, you've been around the giants quite a bit. You've done a lot of work, uh, you know, for the, for the giants, uh, you know, website uh, for giants.com, you know, over the years. And, uh, Fans are going to be back at training camp this year for the first time since uh, since 2019. It's a two part question. Uh, are you are you excited about that? You excited about seeing fans back at, at camp? I think there's 11 or 12 practices where fans are going to be allowed in. And uh, and you've been the guy, you know, up in the stands exhorting people and, and, and getting them to getting them riled up for you know the last few years. Uh, are you going to be able to do some of that still? Yeah, um, I've we've been going back and forth uh, through emails and being able to talk to uh, Christine and uh, you know Don Sperling. Uh, yeah, I, most most definitely. You know when they when they reached out and we kind of figured out how I'd still be able to be involved with the team. Obviously, um, 
you know, with this new job with the post, I'm not going to be able to be as hands on and do some of the shows and some of the things that I was doing. But when it comes to like the fans and the emceeing, yeah, that's that's something that I I could never. I I asked my agent to get that put into the contract because when it comes to something to where carving your niche in this business, the fans helped me carve my niche in this business. What was supposed to be a a, a gig where they didn't know where it was going to go, like the lifestyle type host turned into me not only just doing fan stuff, but like I said, being on the shows with the Bob Papas and the Carl Banks and all. So um, the fans really helped me uh, carve my niche in this business. And it's something that regardless if it's Giants, NFL, or even, you know, I do stuff with the Premier League Soccer Club, Chelsea FC, their American content here. I'm big with the fans as well. So I'm mm-hmm. glad the fans are going to be back. I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm getting in shape, I'm getting my lungs, training my lungs, because I understand <laughs> that I'm going to have a lot of emotion. And I'm going to be yelling and screaming a lot with the fans. But you know what, at the end of the day, man, we, we all, you know, we all got through this pandemic together, you know, you know, there's been a bunch of people on Twitter, a bunch of fans on Twitter being able to yell and scream on Twitter. So now it's going to be great to have them out and be actually yell, scream, get excited, you know, at practice at Quest Diagnostics Training Center. Yeah, and, and you and I both know it's just it's a different vibe. It's a different oh, yeah. energy. It's a different atmosphere when there are people out there instead of just, uh, you know, practice. It, it doesn't feel like training camp without fans. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you're talking about the new regime coming in. I think Brian, Coach Brian Dable, Joe Shane, I think they need to see. They need to see the fans come out and they need to hear, you know, and feel that energy because, yeah, they've been around the building and uh, you see what Strahan saying he set Coach Dable up to talk with Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Johnson and all. You can kind of understand, like, what's it like to be a giant? What's it like to be a professional coach? And but. Not until you get around like the act the, the fans, the blue collar diehard Giants fans, I believe is what they're going to be able to take away. And they sit there and like, man, these people really come out like these mm-hmm. people are really they really bleed blue down here. So that's going to help give them a, 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 a help them with a grasp of understanding not only the players, but just the fan base as well. So it's I mean, I think it's going to be great. But a lot of people are excited about the new regime. Um, so that's why, you know, I'm, I, I'm getting ready, you know, I'm a hydrate <laughs> at those days and all that I am on the mic, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to turn it up. We're going to turn you it up for stand, you. standing in front of the mirror and just, uh, just letting out some screams and <laughs> holding your from breath the diaphragm, and getting in learning shape. how to project from the there diaphragm. You, like, there you, let's there go you. Giants. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. We haven't heard one of those at a Giants practice yeah, in, a, in a long time. Long time. Hey, um, as I was thinking about you know, having you on the show, um, I was thinking about Kayvon Thibodeau mm-hmm. and I was thinking about all of the talk about Kayvon Thibodeau and, and his, his off field interests and his, his desire, which is pretty obvious, his desire to set himself up long-term, you know, maybe for a media career or maybe, you know, for whatever he wants to do, you know, post NFL, and, and I was thinking about, about you, and obviously you weren't the fifth overall pick in the draft, but you're a guy that, that has taken his NFL career and launched a media career. Um, and, and so I was thinking about Thibodeau, and, and the question is, are, 
to start with, are you concerned at all about all this this chatter about Kayvon Thibodeau and his and his outside interests, maybe taking away from his from his focus on football? I mean, not at all. I think that I, I, honestly, I think that's the laziest narrative that that the, the media, sports media, projected and put out there during the offseason. When we're talking about grading a guy and you're talking about Joe Shane, Brian Dable, the Giants front office from the from Ronnie Barnes and the, and, and the athletic crew to the people who run background checks, they scrubbed this guy and they looked to see what red flags they were there were when it came to this guy. And no one red there was never a red flag of what this guy his opportunity outside of football and what he likes to do keep in mind this guy, this is what he majored in in college so here's a guy like me I used to get in trouble at UMass all the time because I would skip class because I'm telling my coach coach Don Brown I'm not going to sociology class they wanted me to do theater because they like you he would actually imply his, himself to this so this is what this guy wants to do and this is something that's his passion why will we give him any sort of why will we give him any sort of flack for that? He's shown that he is the fifth pick of and was possibly could have been the number one pick. So when it comes to his athleticism and what he can do on the field, he's proven that already. That's why he was a top five draft pick. So I think people need to sit back a little bit and re really realize, like, this is what these athletes are doing nowadays this is what's going on whether you call the draymond green new media but instead of going out and just people being lazy like oh my gosh he's he's worried about the, he's worried that kid he I'm, what michael strahan told me my rookie year i'm sitting in a hot tub with him it was fridays so he always used to get in the hot tub before friday practice i had so many opportunities to model and do all this stuff in new york city and this is as a practice squad guy what strahan told me always take care of the football, always take care of inside the lines. And that's going to set up, that'll take care of itself. So now that, you know, Kayvon has hijacked my mentor, Michael Strahan, <laughs> you know, I'm sure Strahan is telling him, I'm sure his agents and the people around him are telling him, Hey, you take care of that football. It's only going to make it easier for you to get into TV or whatever it is. So I'm not by no means am I am I worried about him or if he's not going to uh, perform well, or if he's going to have these or if he's not going to be focused on football. I think I'm more concerned. Well, with let's say he is doing it. Let's say it's the first year. Let's say he's little first year NFL injury or first year. He's not coming along. He doesn't have you know, 10 sacks in the first 10 games or whatever. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about his mental and how he handles that because you know they're the fans and you know the media, uh, uh, Ed, are going to jump on and be like, oh, well, he's doing his podcast on Tuesdays for what? He should have 10 sacks on Sundays. You know, that's <laughs> what I'm more worried about. If he can kind of weather the storm and continue to just progress, continue to allow himself to get better 1% each day, and stay locked in on that football goal rather than allowing the outside noise to kind of seep in and take away from this on the field dominance in that sense. Yeah, I hear you because I think that that just all of that speculation, whether it's whether it's justified or not, sort of sets up a narrative if he doesn't do well. It sets up a 
he's not focused on his job narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find that, to be honest with you, although maybe we're guilty of it at Big Blue View a little bit, too, I find that to be odd because how many years and how many retired players have we looked at and we've said that guy had no plan when he, you know, we look at, you know, that guy's got a sad existence and that guy's really hit hard times and and he had no plan when he quit football or when football, you know, when he was cut and, and, and now, you know, what is his life? So I find it, it's a weird juxtaposition for us to criticize young people who are, who are setting themselves up for a full life and not just a football career. Yeah. Ed, you've been around, I mean, this, this is New York. This here is the Mecca of basketball. This here is just where players want to play in terms of growing their brand outside of their sport. So you've seen athletes come through here, Ed, not only just giants, but you've seen guys with personality. And as long as you take care of on the court, on the pitch, on the football field, then you're going to get opportunities in, in the media. I mean, you just look at the Chris Canties, the Tiki Barbers, like this, those guys, those guys took care of business on the field. They had personality while doing it. And now look, Tiki's got his own right. hit radio show. Chris Canty does uh Canty and Alan, Alan Hahn, and he's all over ESPN and all. So it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, I get it. You know, Giants fans, I'm not going to tell any Giants fan like what to think or anything because they, they've been Giants fans before me. They'll be Giants fans long after me. I get it. But it's, we are also at that point where it's just like, just let the kid can ball and do a podcast on a Tuesday, then let just let them be. Let it be. Let it let that play out because OBJ was a rock star both on the field and off the field. Now OBJ is gone because of the narrative of oh he wasn't there. He was too flashy. He was but again the reports came out from the teammates. Man, that guy's great teammate. Man, I, I, I always used to tweet, yo, he's the first one out on the jugs. One of the last one off the practice field, a lot of the time, most of the time, getting in that extra work. So, again, it's on us, the media, sports media, New York sports media, not to get lazy and, 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 and just try and clickbait and use that narrative. Because if you're going to put, oh, he did a Tuesday, he did a Tuesday podcast, he only had half a sack on, uh, on, on Sunday, make sure we're tweeting. First went out at practice the other day. Hey, he stayed after when Justin Tuck was at practice and they worked hand drills and all that, because that means a lot. You know, that means that he may not have this monstrous rookie year, but if you see that he's still putting in those work, that work on the field after the watching film and those reports are coming out, why are we going to jump on the kid? Why are we going to jump? Right. Hey, let's uh, let's switch gears. We could probably talk about Thibodeau yeah. for an hour. We, I'm, yeah. I'm sure we could because I got a million other questions. But um, as we record today, it's uh, it's Wednesday afternoon. And this at Big Blue View, it's sort of Daniel Jones Day. We've been doing uh, we do profiles of every player on the 90 man roster. Uh, our profile of Daniel Jones is up today. There's a second story on Jones up today. And the basic question with Daniel Jones that I'm asking comes down to this. At the end of the 2022 season, is Jones going to have shown the Giants enough that they're willing to go forward with him as their quarterback? Or are the Giants going to be in the market, you know, in the draft market, most likely, you know, for a new quarterback? you know, come next off season. So really 
you know, that's that's kind of the focus of where we're at with with our question. So so for you, where do you stand on Jones at this point? I stand at wait and see. It, and that's not me trying to tiptoe the line or anything like that. But when I was out at, you know, day two of the minicamp practice and just being getting a chance to look at, you know, that was my first time in the facility all year, you know, since taking this New York post job. And I'm watching the jog through and I'm seeing Saquon lined up off to the right outside as number one receiver motion in the back there. I'm seeing Saquon in the slot. I'm seeing different guys put in different positions. And I'm like, where the hell am I? This does not look like the Giants offense that that we are accustomed and used to seeing. So just seeing that alone and what Brian Dable and Mike Kafka are bringing to the table schematically, I feel as though that now it's time to truly judge Daniel Jones off of having what type of seasons he's going to have with creativity within the offense. Number two, can his weapons stay healthy? Again, it's another thing where it's like, you know, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, uh, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley. I'm, I mean, I know Giants fans are sitting and they're praying, not they're praying for their health. Not only, obviously, if you want guys to stay healthy and all, because again, this is another thing. All right, now with guys healthy like that and with weapons, what's Daniel Jones going to do? On the other end of it, Offensive line, they looks as though they've addressed the offensive line. It's still wait and see on what that offensive line going to be like. But Daniel Jones with protection, what's he going to look like with protection? And to me, uh, to me, Ed, that's that's the biggest thing to me. That is the biggest thing. Seeing what he's going to do and in, in, in the offense to where, like Golden Tate said, he may not be his hands may not be like strapped. You know, he may not have to just have one read or go here, go there. You see what Kadarius Tony said the other day, how the offense is much like Florida's offense, how you don't have to run the route. That's right there on the paper. There are so many adjustments and reads and all that. And I remind me of Kevin Gilbride's offense, man. Mike, uh, Mike Sullivan, receivers coach Mike Sullivan during my time used to always be, be blunt, be blunt, take your pencil out and draw in the subtleties of that route it's not that in route doesn't just go in versus cover two stem hard inside get vertical you go in versus two men you bang it in hard for three steps and then bang it back up there's so many different subtleties to this offense in the route running now it's like okay let's see what they do and they can put together a full package of offense so sorry to go so long-winded with that answer but it's a wait and see on how he takes this information and this new offense puts it together with hopefully healthy weapons and hopefully he's protected. And I, that is that body of work that what he does with that body of work is that's what's going to need it because we're talking high level money. You're talking about giving to the face of the franchise in New York city. So it's right. It's a prove it year for Daniel Jones. And I want him to go prove it for sure. I, I hear you. And it's one of those things I looked at it over like a 10 or 15 year period of time. And, and, I always talk to Dan Hatman of the Scouting Academy about mm -hmm. about the NFL's ability to to draft and develop quarterbacks. And everybody wants their quarterback to be the, the quote unquote franchise guy. They want him to be the Pro Bowl guy. They want him to be the top 10 or 12 quarterback in the league. If And if you look at the hit rate on quarterbacks that are drafted, it's about 30 percent of those guys who actually become 
that sort of Pro Bowl player. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I absolutely can't blame the Giants for, I, for I, I want to say, turning over every stone for going as long as they possibly can with a guy because circumstance matters. Yep. The fact that he's on his third head coach, his fourth offensive coordinator, the fact that he's never really had healthy weapons, that he's never had a really good offensive line in front of him, those things all matter. Nobody's expecting him to turn into Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. And if they are, then, then they're being unrealistic. Absolutely. But, but does he have the, the talent and the ability to take advantage of what's being put in front of him and win games? Yeah. Um, but I absolutely can't blame the Giants for, for going as far as they can before starting over. Yeah, I mean, people, these are things that people were arguing about on the t- Twitter spaces and all. And so if people, the, the fan who don't have access to Quest Diagnostics, if they're arguing about it, then John Mara definitely sees that. You know, he's hands-on with the offensive line coaches and the coaching as well over the last couple of years. So if the fans see it, then he saw it. And we've also seen some good things in Daniel Jones. The one thing I'm hoping for this year, someone emerges as a deep ball threat. I'm hoping either it's Darius Slayton, whoever it is, I want him to go back. I wish we would have kept John Ross or he would have stayed around because I wanted that speed. I wanted a guy. Daniel Jones to me is at his best when he's he has the option to sling the ball down the field. So I would like a, a receiver to emerge as that guy because I feel like that's going to open things up even more with this offense. But again, yes, this is this is the year that he is going to be evaluated and rightfully and, and when I say evaluate it tough grade it's going to be a tough grade I think the Giants are going to look at this like all right on paper it looks as though you got everything you need now hopefully people stay healthy line holds up blah 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 everything right here now go out because we want to give you this check we want to give you this bag go out and get the bag that's basically go. what they said go get the bag Daniel Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You mentioned wide receivers, and obviously Uh that position is near and dear to your heart. (laughs) Um, And you, you, you mentioned the name that I want to talk about some in Darius Slayton, but you also talked about, you know, deep ball and all that. And that is one of the reasons why I'm hopeful that Kenny Galladay is healthy. You know, Galladay may not be a burner per se, 
But Galladay, in his time in Detroit, made a living on those 50-50 balls downfield. Those are the plays that a guy named Hakeem Nix used to make for Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the plays, you know, you, you, you put the ball up believing that your wide receiver, he may be covered on film, isn't really covered simply because of who he is, because he's got the physical ability to go up and get that ball. And, and that was missing for, for Jones last year. I'm hopeful that that's there with Galladay this year. Um, just, you know, your, quickly your thoughts on Galladay. You know, we're going to turn that 50-50 ball. We're going to call that Gala get it balls. Gala get it. You got you to gotta go get it. Gala get it. And the, that is, I mean, the, that kid's hungry, man. Like, you know, he's really quiet, really soft-spoken, but the kid works. You know, he, he really works. And being able to see what he did in with Matthew Stafford and you know in Detroit going up for those balls, getting hit while going, reaching at his highest point. I wondered if there was anything wrong with him last year, because there were times where he'd go up and just his hands would be here, you know, instead of going up at six four, six five, and always get it. Plax used to jump on me all the time in practice. You're six four, go rebound, go rebound, and all. So I wonder if that's something where was there something was an ailment or something that possibly he just couldn't go up for it, rib or whatever it was, or but I, I we would definitely, I would like to definitely see that from him for Daniel Jones because if it isn't that speed threat that can just blow the top off of uh, uh, the secondary, then being able to get that one on one with him or whether it's you know you just throw it up there, you've got that type of. Uh, confidence in him I think it's going to be a big year for him you know big year from him not only just with the health standpoint but just make putting plays on tape because we're talking about the amount of money that he was signed for you're talking about that and a new regime it's like now you're you're playing if you want you know if you want to be a giant in the future but other teams are watching as well you know and and other teams are watching so this is going to be a big year for Kenny Galladay uh and in, in the in the Gala get it balls I like that. Gala, get it. I like that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to use that. Hey, um, another wide receiver question for you. You look at that room and you've got Galladay, you've got Shep, if he's healthy, Um, you you have Kadarius Tony and there are questions about, you know, about Kadarius Tony, but there's no denying the talent giants brought in Wandale Robinson. And I think they showed us all spring the reason why with the type of offense that they're going to run. Um, but the guy that I really need to ask you about is Darius Slayton. You mentioned Slayton as a potential deep threat. I have mentioned, I have, I'm not banging the drum for this to happen, but I have questioned the entire off season whether or not there's a spot for Darius Slayton on this 53 man roster. Um, Just maybe because of the money that he makes because of the players that they have as other options that might be cheaper. Um, Just your thoughts on, on the last couple of years with Darius Slayton and on whether or not he can and should still be a big player for this team. Well, obviously, you know, it was a down year, you know, for him last year, you know, he, he got a case of the drops, you know, and that, that happens throughout receivers throughout their career. You know, it's how do you respond 
from that? You know, do you mentally get that out of your head? And, and he's going into a season again. It's another prove it year for everybody. It's a make or break season for, for guys. And if he wants to be around as that deep threat and that he showed that he can be his rookie year, then this is going to be a, a huge year for him. I see him around because when you look at that offense and you look at the receiver room, he's still the fastest guy in there. Who's who, where's the speed? You know, where's your speed guy? Kadarius Tony is, yes, does have speed, but he's not your down the field type blazer that'll blow the tops off of the safeties. So when you're talking about opening up shorter intermediate routes for the Kadarius Tonys, for the Wandale Robinson, Sterling Shepard, when he comes back healthy, you're going to need somebody that's going to keep those safeties open and honest, you know, kind of like how the Chiefs had with Tyreek, Tyreek Hill. Now I know that's a different type of speed, but at the same time, you get, you need a burner on the field. So people will respect it. So this, yeah, I say that, yeah, you keep, you keep, you, he goes through training camp and he has, you know, has a really strong training camp. He's a guy that Daniel Jones has shown confidence in and throwing the ball to. So you can't just automatically erase that and be like, oh, we got this new guy where it's like, all right, they've got to develop a new type of chemistry where that ball is going to be. Hey, I'm going to put it out this way with the safety there, blah, blah, blah. So that's he's a guy that, hey, it's just, it's a prove it thing. New offense. We may there's be an opportunity for him to catch balls, catch deep balls, blow the top off of some defenses. I think he could have a huge year in the yards per catch category if he comes down with them this year. And again, another guy that's hungry. All right. Um, another one to ask you about is Saquon. Um, just quickly, we know what he was in his first year. We know what he was in his second year when he was still healthy. He hasn't been that guy for a long time. Um, do you think he can still be that guy that he was in 2018 or at least something close enough to it, you know, to be a guy that the Giants want to keep around for the next, you know, five, six, seven years or whatever? When you say that guy from his rookie year, remember, he was the offense, you know, like, like, when do you want your running back catching 90 plus balls? You know, right. I want, I want as a receiver, I'm like, I was, I was, I was a running back and more catches than at least two or three of, of the receivers in this receiving core in this receiving group. So right. if, we're to, if we're trying to use that as the 90 something, that wasn't catch, right. That wasn't necessarily a good thing. Because yeah, I think a lot, I think a lot of, the, I think a lot of those were, were third and fifteen dump offs. Where here we just throw it to Saquon and and pray that he can do something. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's not. I'm, I'm, I'm. So I see him being something close to that. You know, I see 40, 50 catches out of that backfield, or you know, out of the backfield for him. But 40, 50 substantial catches, and then Brita gets some substantial catches because again. These guys, these backs are moving around in this offense. So who who knows what, you know, as to me, I'm looking at it like a kid in a candy shop, but we just don't know what it's going to be just yet. So I see off of off of the past, the past game uh part of it. Yeah, he's definitely going to be that guy, or at least close to that guy. The run game part of it. We saw some runs last year. We saw we we saw spurts last year. You know, we saw some spurts and it was like, oh, 
you, you got excited about it. And then there'd be like a negative two yard run and then, uh, then just a two yard run. But we saw a lot of spurs coming from Saquon. And again, it's another thing with him. This offensive line is going to be huge. We can, Ed, we've been talking offensive line for quite some time now. This offensive line is could be have some continuity to it, some consistency to it. Daniel Jones could be this. Saquon could be this. The offense could be this. This has to be that year that the offense that we have a top, at least 12 offensive line, because then you get the most out of your skill position, guys. You know, so it's he's he can be that guy. He can be back. But again, it's just another one of those things where it's hopefully that offensive line stays healthy. There's continuity to it. And then, bam, that's when we really get to evaluate him. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I feel better about the offensive line because I think they've got the two young bookends mm-hmm. at, at the tackle spots. And I think that it was interesting. I think that what Joe Shane did is he got that bookend to go with Andrew Thomas. And it's not necessarily throwing darts at the middle, but what he's done is he's collected a lot of guys who have played a lot of football and been mm-hmm. and been at least competent you know, veteran players that have played a lot. And I think you can piece together a middle in, in that way. So, so we're, we're always at this point where we, where we, we want to be optimistic about it, but I think it's, I, I think it's okay to be optimistic about this group. Yeah. Cause when we, yeah. Cause when we've been talking about our offensive line, I mean, you look at it, Weston Richburg went on, got paid, is doing well with uh, in San Francisco, Justin Pugh, doing well in, in uh, with the Cardinals, Kevin Zeitler doing well with the, with the Ravens uh, right now, I believe. So uh, it was one of those things where we're individually looking at these players and we're like, Oh, you know, he's not, he's not doing this. Or he's not doing enough. We need stronger offensive line, but that's still a five man unit. That's still a collective unit, you know, in that sense, if these guys are going off and having success in other places, it's not the player, it's the schematic of it. So it's again, we, let's bring in guys who have played some ball to go with those bookends. The, the communication aspect is going to be there. Having those older guys with, you know, some tread on their tires, uh, um, with some wear and tear on their tires to be able to teach these guys how to navigate these roads and all. So again, yes, I'm with you on the sense where it's like, it's still wait and see, but at the same time, it's like, I, I think I can really, look in the mirror at myself and be like, oh, the Giants really addressed the offensive line this year. With the seventh overall pick, I think that's that's addressing the offensive line with a with a good offense with a good right tackle. Um, hey, let's let's close up with this. I get asked all the time, what's a successful season? What's not a successful season? You know, what numbers do you judge Daniel Jones by in this and that? And I say, look, you know, it's more about it's more about the eye test. It's more about what you see. You can't say it has to be nine wins. It has to be 10 wins. It has to be whatever. And it has to be, you know, 35 touchdown passes or whatever, but you know, so, so it's not really a question of, of what, you know, what's the baseline that's a good season or not. But what I tell people is, look, you'll know it if you see it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you know, we, we've had false starts before. I mean, Joe Judge's press conference two years ago when he was introduced sort of fired up everybody. It's like, oh, we finally got, you know, we finally got the guy and he's, you know, he sounds great and this and that, and it just didn't work out. 
But what I tell people is, look, you'll know it when you see it. And my feeling right now, as we sit here in July, awaiting training camp with a new GM, new head coach, new offense, pretty good draft class. My feeling is it's okay for Giants fans to be optimistic. It's okay for you to feel like maybe we've got the people in place that'll help this thing finally get turned back in the right direction. Um, you know, as, as a former player, as a guy now in the media, you know, sitting here looking at this, you know, from a different angle, um, do, do you feel the same way that it, that it's okay for the fan base at this point to, to feel good? Yeah. I, I mean, I, hopefully they do feel good right now, but I, I still get why they would, they're still somewhat reserved in a sense. I mean, this fan base has gone through it, you know, the last decade, let's, let's be honest, you know, let's, let's be honest. Like no mm -hmm. one's going to, my key card is still going to work at quiet quest diagnostics. If I say that. So I look at it in a sense where there's so many question marks when it comes to individual players and collectively as the roster, as a team, if we're still, or the giants are still competitive, in the NFC East in January, one game out, maybe, you know, someone goes to the playoffs, someone wins the division because uh, Philly beat somebody or didn't lose to somebody else or something. That would be, to me, that is the baseline for success, being competitive. We at least have to be competitive at the end of January in the NFC East when it comes to possibly winning stealing a spot in the playoffs or winning winning us or winning the division in that sense because the division isn't that strong yeah philly got stronger but at the end of the day that's still a rivalry game and anything can happen and um but yeah i i think i get the excitement and also on the other side i get the the, the boo birds or the, the nancy the, the negative nancy's are like oh we get excited every year I, I i get it so i it's just one of those things where it's like everybody now for the sake of our sanity is best just to just to ride in the middle of the road just take the middle lane you know don't get off on the exit yet don't be speeding up on the left yet i'm staying <laughs> in the middle lane my hands at 10 and 2 my nice little Volkswagen on the way to on the way to MetLife Stadium for some Giants football because I want to be safe. I want to be oh. nice and safe. Are you are are you dry are you driving the speed limit, Brandon? You're driving the uh, speed I'm, limit I'm driving or a, a little under the speed limit, Ed. Like I'm really, really <laughs> safe, Ed. Like my seatbelts buckled. You know, I got my phone oh. on do not disturb, so I can't be bothered by any text. When it comes to the Giants football this year, I'm in the middle of the row and I'm just like, you know what? If they hey, hey, if the time comes where I need to, you know, hit the gas and yeah, let's go. Then it is. And then when that time comes, <laughs> hopefully that time doesn't come where it's October and it's like season's over where we got to get off on the exit. You know, like <laughs> it's just it's just one of those. It's just it has to be like that, especially being someone who's been in the facility, who you see all you feel the all the excitement. And then come October, November, no one's talking to anyone in the facility. You know, no, we can't do this fan piece anymore because we're 10, 100 games out of first place or whatever. You know what I mean? So I've seen our productions, Giants TV productions, kind of shut down and scaled back in mid-October. You know, so it's it, it's no knock on anybody. And everyone, oh, you, you former player, you should be excited. Uh, right here, 10 and 2 it. And my <laughs> some nice right. classical right. music Good. going on in the background. Not even a, a Kadarius Tony rap song blasting. I'll wait for that when it's yeah. time to go full speed ahead. <laughs> All right. Good advice for Giants fans. Hey, before I let you go, 
just uh, let people know uh, where they can hit you up on social media, where they can see your your work, what you got going on. At social media at Brandon London TV. Uh, make sure you take out check out brandonlondon.com too. I need to actually need to update that. But you can check out the work on New at New York Post Sports on Twitter, um, on Snap. They do Snapchat as well, and also a lot of this stuff goes up in sny.tv. So please be, uh, and newyorkpost.com/sports. You'll see all the content we do on there attached to the articles. It's been going great. Um, we're looking for some fan caves and all, not only for my giant stuff, but for the New York Post and also Giants fans. You've got a cool fan cave. You know, I'm the man to hit up and I uh, can't wait to see you all out there training camp. Um, get get ready because it's 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 going to be it's going to be a show. All right. And we appreciate you taking a couple minutes with the uh, with the ever expanding Brandon London media empire to uh, to rule over. So uh, thank you much for for taking some time. Giants fans, thank you, as always, for listening. Please remember to uh, to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching us there, take your take uh, take care of each other and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.